welcome to the 31 Oils podcast. I'm Jen O'Sullivan. This is a place for free, fast-paced, and focused learning to boost your personal wellness journey. You can find more of my resources over at jenosullivan.com and also 31oils.com. All right, are you ready for today's topic? Let's get started. I'd like to talk with you all about the underbelly of marketing. Now, if you've listened to my past podcast, you will have gotten a pretty good understanding of the differences in fractional distillation versus just a pure botanical. And so the question always comes up, why would these companies sell weaker essential oils, sometimes at higher prices, than companies selling stronger ones when they know the stronger ones are more volatile and contain higher levels of the healthful constituents, right? So they are all likely well aware. However, processing a stronger distillation is more expensive and takes more fine-tuning. From a marketing perspective, when I teach on the subject, I'll pass around three to four of the same exact type of essential oil, such as peppermint, all from different companies. They all have their labels hidden, and only one, from my experience with the oils, is distilled correctly. Okay, so I, I make sure all of them are fractionally distilled, and then we have one, which is Young Living's, that I know is not fractionally distilled. Then I ask the group three questions. <laughs> okay, so number one, which essential oil smell do you like better? Now, if I have experienced oilers in the class, they will obviously know the difference. But when I have just random people that have never tried essential oils, they always choose the sweeter smelling ones that were fractionally distilled and perhaps distilled incorrectly, they usually have these sweeter and mild aromas. And based just on smelling alone, everyone will always choose the nicer smelling oil. That's just a fact. And that's why you can only find these weaker oils in markets, right? So the stronger distills or these what's considered a complete distill has all the constituents in it simply won't sell because based on smelling them, they're really strong and pungent. Right? They usually have this more earthy smelling aroma. All right, so number two, what do you think of when you see a title or a label with the registered trademark symbol after it? Like those symbols that have like the R with a circle or the TM? Well, people answer that it looks official somehow. Most don't know exactly what those symbols mean, but they do know that it is some sort of seal that states that the company did something official to get that mark, right? So the interesting thing about those symbols is that they just mean no one else can use that specific copy, name, or logo. They don't mean that anything official has happened or allowed them to use that logo or symbol. Very interesting. All right, number three, I asked them, if you could see the bottle, they all say they are therapeutic essential oils. So every bottle, so if they were able to see the bottle, because I've put the, um, the actual bottle label, I've hidden it from them. And I asked them, if you could see it, they all say they're therapeutic grade, right? So that I ask them, what does that mean to you? And everyone assumes that that means they are all standardized somehow and that the entire bottle contains 100% of that essential oil. Isn't that interesting? That literally stating 100% therapeutic grade essential oil, people assume that that means there's 100% of that essential oil in there and that somehow they're standardized. So one of the companies I use in this test 
does have chemical synthetics, even though it states on it, 100% therapeutic grade. They are all amazed and shocked to find out that it's actually okay for a company to put that label on there, even if it's just one of the ingredients, but not necessarily the only ingredient. Did you catch that? So a company can put a little bit of something in there or nothing at all and label it as something completely different. All right, so it has nothing to do with any outside agency officially stating that they're legitimate. So I could start a company that states Jen the Mind Reader with a trademark after it, right? And and with the tagline stating reading the minds of celebrities with the registered trademark next to it. And some people may be inclined to think that this is true simply because of that little TM and the little R with the circle around it. Well, it may be true, too, because once when I was eight years old, I guessed correctly several answers prior to a celebrity's answer on a television television game show. So, you know, but is that ethical? You may decide for yourself, but sadly, this is often how companies and their marketing team may justify how they label or promote their products. It's tricky, you guys. It's all in the wording and all in how they feel about the ethicalness of whatever it is they're doing. All right, so there's other issues at hand when it comes to marketing. Any company that labels their oils as pure therapeutic grade essential oils should be able to state that because all distillations, if done properly, are technically pure. They do not have to prove that they cultivated or harvested the plant material correctly, right? Even if there are traces of chemicals or synthetic chemicals in them, they can still be labeled pure. The FDA will allow a marginal synthetic chemical in items that are labeled pure. But interestingly enough, the FDA doesn't even check. So the entire bottle could be fully synthetic and the FDA doesn't have the manpower to check to see if it's true. It is self-policing, okay? The companies self-police based on the guidelines the FDA puts forth. The FDA does not sit around checking every single product that comes onto the market. All right, so the same is true with labeling something as organic. This is shocking to most of you. There are trace chemicals and things that are labeled organic. Ah, okay. Trans fat labeling is another slippery slope in the labeling world. A box of cookie can have a huge label on the front that says trans fat free. However, when you look at the ingredients on the back of the box, you'll see hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated oils listed, which are trans fats, right? So how can they do this? It's just government regulations, my friend. It's just how it is. (laughs) So companies usually have a goal to produce the best quality. At the end of the day, that's what they want. There are three things that are really important aspects in any business, and no company can have all three. It's, It's just the way it goes, right? Can they have great service, great pricing, and the best item, right? (laughs) Usually if it's the best item, the best quality, the price is going to reflect higher. If you want to give them great service, it may not be at a really, really low price. Uh, you know, you might make take a little bit longer to get on to customer service. If you want that great price, often the quality and the service are bad, right? There's, I mean, there's so many different things at play here that if you, if you try to get all three, it's almost impossible. So, uh, you've heard it in time and time again that you get what you pay for. I mean, that's a common phrase to say. So 
To think you're getting top quality from a $5 bottle of frankincense from some big box store just because it says therapeutic grade on the bottle would be poor lack of judgment on your part. Just saying, sister. (laughs) So look for great quality and great service at a fair price, right? That's what you want. So here's the rub. (laughs) Companies have figured this trick out. It's another marketing strategy, right? Bump up your prices, slap a quality label on there, and sell a less expensive product. They laugh all the way to the bank simply because the unknowing consumer could not comprehend why anyone would willingly lie to them. That's the problem, right? We're not wired to think that we are gullible or able to be duped. Tell that to the milk industry or the wheat industry. Drink at least eight ounces of milk a day and keep strong bones, yet the USA has the highest rate of osteoporosis on the planet, and we consume the most animal milk on the planet. All right, so that's another topic for another podcast here, but I'm trying to get you to wise up and think for yourself. So once again, I encourage you to get to know your essential oil company on a deeper level. I want you to find out what's in your essential oils before you invest heavily in using them. Just because they're super expensive doesn't necessarily mean they're the best. Just because they've got some label on there doesn't mean that label is true. (laughs) You have to know everything you possibly can. uh, And if you feel comfortable with using the company that you're using, my question is always, are you willing to put those on your babies, your kids, your pets, And oftentimes the answer is simply no. I can use it for myself, but if it's for my kids or anyone else that's little, I need to really research this stuff. (laughs) All right. So thanks for hanging out with me, you guys, and we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Thanks so much for allowing me to be a part of your journey today. You can find all of my books and other resources over at 31oils.com. And another way to connect to me is simply on my personal website, jenosullivan.com. Lots of different information on that site. I hope to see you around and thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time. Take care. This episode is brought to you by my gullible nature. Guys, by nature, I tend to be the most gullible person around. People know that about me, and so sometimes they take advantage of that. This is why I do these posts for you guys, because I don't want you to be duped. I want you to know better and do better and be better. I want you to have a healthful, beautiful, happy life, and we can only do that when we really take charge of our own lives and do the best we can. So keep at it, my friends. Keep learning. Keep living. Keep loving. Take care and be blessed.